Hello, Radio Land. Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell with JK Blades, and I'm here with Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters. What and up, everybody? We are here to provide you one hour, at least, of absolute nonsense, and uh, there's no telling where we're going to go, because that's how we roll. Exactly. We could talk about knife stuff. We could talk about weight loss. We could talk about Teslas. There is no telling. But either way, we're going to have a good time, because that's the goal of this show. Yes, sir. I think we do pretty good at it. I think so too. Yeah. To be honest with you, like I've gotten some good feedback and I actually enjoy listening to our show myself. And I find myself, even though I recorded it and then wait a few days and listen to it again, I find myself completely listening to it, going back, you know, rewinding onto some parts that I missed. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, and I do that more with our podcast than I do any other podcast. And to be honest, I've been slacking on the podcast lately. Like, my mind's not set on keeping track on daily podcasts right now. So, like, I'll tell you what, I got some uh, some new IsoTunes earbuds. And oh, yeah, you did, yeah. They are great. They work they good. Are. But, man, I find myself, especially here recently, I don't know if it's a good thing or bad, but, you know, normally when I, I used to have some hearing protection before that had, you know, Bluetooth built in, yep. it was the over-the-ear muffs, and they got in the way. So, okay. uh, I got the noise canceling earbuds. I like those a lot better. But I'm finding myself listening to the same podcast I normally would, you know, this one on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But I'm not paying attention. Like it'll be off and I'll I won't even realize that it's over and I won't have a clue what they just talked about. <laughs> so some some of these are getting two two listens a day from me cuz I don't know yeah. what they said. No, uh, there's some that I start and the next thing I notice I was like all right, this ain't working for me today. I need some tunes. So that's what's been happening lately is that I can't focus on the podcast. And when I try to focus on the podcast, I can't focus on my work. Yeah. So I just throw some tunes on and I get the grinding, you know, then everything works. <laughs> that's weird. I've been doing the same thing. So last night or the night before, I can't remember, um, you know, I've got an extra phone down in my shop. Yep. And it stays plugged into my Bose uh, speaker with an aux cord. And on that phone is YouTube, and that's what I play all my music through. But if I just start listening to whatever random songs, I catch myself over there about every half hour, you know, looking up something new and changing it, skipping this, going over there to skip an ad or whatever. But this thing popped up. It was a six-hour-long track, I guess, on YouTube, and it was Whiskey Blues music. That was the title of it. And I know I said it in my live stream, but I felt like Orlando should have been hanging out in the shop with me smoking a cigar. Right. It's just so laid back, dude. With his like philosophy fucking quotes and shit. That's what it felt like. Yeah. So I just cranked that up and man, I was just kind of in the moment, you know? Didn't matter what was on the radio. It was entertaining. I enjoy some blues music here and there. Oh yeah, blues is but, awesome. Uh, I like the instruments more than the words. You know what I mean? Just the the sound of that music, because I ain't sad. You know, my baby ain't left me and my, my truck ain't broke down, but Wait, that's your, country music. Your, dog, your dog's still in town. So. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoy listening to that and um, got a little carried away with it. Today I had some flashback music going on. Just one song popped in my head and it just stuck there, you know, and I didn't have earbuds in. I didn't have the radio on nothing. I was grinding. And all of a sudden I, I was like, man, I got to just play this song. You know, when one gets stuck in your head, you just got to listen yep. to it. Yep. Well, lucky for me. The song that was in my head was the title track for the whole album. So when I looked it up on YouTube, the whole album came up. Nice. So I binged that whole album, 
And then through listening to those, that's probably a 15 or 20 year old song I had in my head anyway. It brought back so many memories of, you know, being fresh out of high school and those days. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm like, man, let me listen to this and that. So I've just been old school jamming all day, dude. Uh, I, I, I go through that phase sometimes too, as I hear a song and it's like, oh, I remember that time. And then I just go back and listen to a bunch of older stuff that it's been a while since I listened to. And then something else pops up and it's like, oh yeah, that too. You know? Yeah. I enjoy all types of music except oh, yeah. for the new age rap where everybody's capping hoes and, you know, 22 inch rims. And yeah. I'm not down with all that. Grills and fucking. Yeah. No, everybody, everybody got to die in a rap song. Yeah. That's just the way it is. But, uh, <laughs> The hell the song that popped in my head today was Jay Z. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, damn. So that one song played. And then one of my favorite movies from way back in the day was Rush Hour. Yeah, that was a good movie. With Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. So one of the songs from the soundtrack was on that album. So that reminded me of another song. So man, I was just old school all day. I loved it. Rabbit hole. Yeah. But it was cool finding the whole album because I didn't have to mess with it for over an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, I'm away. Yeah, let's go ahead and throw a commercial up in this biatch. Do it. For all of your culinary needs, go visit Pickle Cutters. If you want something, guys, we can all make knives. Me and Pickle, you know, we can make knives. But if you want some Damascus or something that's rustic looking or something that's just freaking wild and you ain't seen before, new shapes just, you know, everything's been made already. There's no such thing as a new knife. But just something cool you're not used to seeing every day and patterns that will blow your freaking mind, materials that you might not even think go together, check out Pickle Cutters and look at some of the combinations he's putting out there because that shit is freaking awesome and it's original. And if you ain't seen it, you need to see it and support us. So go check out Pickle Cutters on Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. I don't have MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but I don't have MySpace. Well, that, that's a little throwback. Way back when, when we started the podcast, and I was real nervous about all these sponsor reads and stuff, uh, I was doing the Phoenix Abrasives one. And I was like, yeah, check them out. They're on Facebook, Instagram, MySpace. It just popped out of my mouth. <laughs> that's when me and Bubba was on here. So I just started throwing it in, and it kind of just fell away over time. But yeah, that's a, that's a little throwback there. So yeah, if you're looking for knives, uh, go look up JK Blades on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the word. That's where to find me. Check me out there. But no, seriously though, dude, thank you uh, for them kind words. I appreciate it. There, I got a little fuzzy feeling inside. Oh, man, uh, everywhere, bro. But uh, yeah, definitely the same goes out to you, man. Like all your knives and you know whatever it is that you feel like making, you make and it comes out and it's amazing. Uh, custom orders come out amazing as well too. You know, you, you got your finger bangers coming out too, yeah. which are rapidly available and rapidly made and they're pretty cool you know it's a nice little uh carry it around anywhere it's in their purse in your pocket around your neck anywhere so those are pretty neat and he's got a few things up that are available for grabs so uh go check out jk blades and jason's out at uh, instagram and facebook uh, not myspace not myspace not anymore <laughs> yeah thank you sir um yeah those finger bangers those have always been sold just as a as a little I'd call it a novelty knife, right? Yeah. Because they've never included a sheath. One did. Uh, Bubba made one kind of like a prototype sheath. And when he made it for the guy, I wore it around town for about two days, you know, just to kind of check it out. And if there's any issues, I wanted to catch them here. 
and the the sheath was great, but it just wasn't needed again after that. You know what I mean? I didn't make any more. And like we've said before, I don't make these to order. I just yeah. make a batch here and there. But now that I've got my Kydex, I've got an idea for a scout carry sheath for these little finger bangers. Ooh. And my idea is to have it, uh, instead of doing the pan, I'm sorry, the taco method with the Kydex, like I've been doing on my knives, yep. I'm going to do the pancake method. And use leftover pieces of Kydex. Well, not necessarily, but the reason I'm going to do it that way is so the back piece, what would be against your body. Now, yep. my, my goal is to have these like an appendix carry where you'd carry a, you know, a pistol. Yeah. That way, you know, I've got a belly. A, a lot of folks do. When you sit down, you won't even know it's there. Yeah. But I'll take that uh, the back piece, and I'll cut it wider, you know, from left to right if you're looking at a belt line. And I'll put slits in it, you know, two inches tall yeah. by, what, a quarter inch or whatever. And when I press that, I've actually got strips of two-inch leather. I will put a leather belt in there and form it around there, and that'll mold those little wings, I guess you'd yeah. call them. You know what I mean? And then just the front would wrap the blade, and it'd be a friction fit. I'd, obviously, it's just an idea for now, but I think it's going to work. I don't see why not. I, I wouldn't see why not either. And then the the little mini cleavers, I did I did two of those. Those are going to come with little neck knife holsters with a oh. lanyard and all the way around your neck. Yep. So if y'all are interested in any of those, definitely let me know. The uh, Dude, I don't know how to turn it off. They were blasting us on the uh, the Dick Joke podcast. I meant uh, I meant Forge Side Chat about the notifications on Hustle and Grind. It should be like a drinking game. Every time a notification goes off, we got to take a shot. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, there's got to be something like on my board here, like my notifications that come through. Like say, like my my board is Bluetooth capable. And my phone is connected to it. So if I don't turn my Bluetooth off the phone, it, it connects to my board. And if I get notifications that ring, it rings through the recording board. So it goes through the sound as well, too. Well, see, what's happening here is my buddy Brandon, he's the one that owns this studio, this whole shindig. This is his computer. You know, when I'm not in here recording, this is kind of like his office, too. You know what I mean? Okay. He comes yeah. in here and does this stuff. Well, it's an iComputer whatever you call that one. There's Apple, a picture of an Apple, Apple on it. Or whatever. And uh, the notifications that come through here are from his phone. Uh, everything's so, linked. Yeah, it's all linked up together. So you see his booty calls and everything come through. Well, I told him about text messages being linked up. I was like, dude, I you know, all it shows is a preview, but I don't want no dick pics to be popping up while I'm trying to record. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he fixed that one. And uh, I told him about the email, and he said he thought he had it turned off. But like that last one that popped up said update from Apple Music. You know what I mean? It's mostly spam crap that just Yeah, there's got to be a through. place where you can turn off notifications on the laptop itself. Right. right. Well, this ain't no laptop. This is a big-ass computer. The screen's like the size of a TV, and the computer apparently is built into the back of it, but it looks like a flat screen. Yeah, one of those uh, desktop. Yeah, dude, when I had a computer way back in the day, it had like a separate little tower thing. It was like two feet high and eight inches wide, two feet deep. Yep. This, and the TV was damn deep as hell too. It wasn't even no flat screen TV on it. No, the CRT TVs or whatever. <laughs> they were, oh, those things were huge. Yeah, heavy. that's how my old computer was. But apparently, everything's built into this one little screen. 
I had uh, put my hands on a, uh, I think it was a 17-inch CRT screen for a computer at one point. And that was a big screen, you know, <laughs> for yeah. a 17-inch screen that, you know, those big ones. Oops, sorry about that. And uh, anyways, it was uh, like a monitoring screen to hook up, like, multiple cameras to or whatever. So it had a big screen surface. Right. But I had picked that up at, a, like, like, a computer convention or whatever for 50 bucks. And uh, that was the big screen of computers back then. And this is like <laughs> 17, 20 years ago. So <laughs> things have changed since then. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the size of this thing, I'm just guesstimating because I know it gets measured diagonally. It's probably pushing at least, hell, I don't know, more than two feet because I can picture more than two rulers across there. Maybe 32 inches. Okay. It's a big one. Yeah, no, uh, Apple's got some uh, serious setups there for uh, studio computers and stuff like that. They're pretty much as much of a not Apple guy as I am. I give them props for that. Like, their editing software and all that stuff is solid. Well, apparently for this computer that I'm looking at you on right now, it was $9,000. That's the reason yeah. I don't go messing with nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to sell my truck if I broke this computer. <laughs> and the wife. Right. <laughs> Damn. Okay, hey, shop tip, shop hack, life hack. Yes, do it. I've been waiting to hear about this. This was an accidental life hack. And I'm going to I'm going to take it back. I'm going to start at the beginning. So, this all happened when I bought a new truck. So the truck that I have, it's got a new motor in it. And uh it's a 2012 truck. It's not a brand new truck, but it's new to me and I love it. So, uh it's got a new motor in it. Apparently when they were putting the motor in at the dealership, um, they left some pieces unhooked. Oh, so when I bought the truck, it had a light on, on the dash. It said low washer fluid. And I'm crazy about my windshield wipers. You know what I mean? I, I like to keep my windshield clean. Yep. So on the way home, I stopped by O'Reilly's and I picked up two gallons of rain I went home and I dumped the rain in there and it went straight to the floor. <laughs> the whole gallon, like I'm pouring away and I'm like, damn, this is a big old reservoir on this thing. And when I got done pouring, I went to, like, look down into it, and it's still empty, and I heard it running on the ground. I'm like, fuck. So they left the – I took it back up there, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, I got a hole in my shit. And uh, so they went and looked at it, and they had, for some reason or another, probably it was in the way, unhooked the motor from the bottom of the reservoir, just a little pump motor. <laughs> so they put it back in there for me, you know, fixed it all up, and at the dealership, they filled it back up with, you know, dealership brand rain Okay, so I got back into the shop, got to working days later, maybe a week later, whatever, and I'm just working away, and I noticed the water in my dip tank started getting low, and I don't have running water in my shop. You know, normally I'll take the dip tank up and use the water hose and you know rinse it out and fill it up, but I looked over, and I remember I I bought two gallons of Rain-X. I only dumped one on the ground, so there's a bucket a, a gallon jug of Rain-X sitting on the shelf in the shop and i was like oh fuck my truck's full i poured the rain x into my dip bucket now you know when you pull your knife out especially at low grits you know in between dips i like to wipe mine off because a lot of water will pull up on it and i don't want my fingers you know in the water because it heats up faster it'll burn you yeah with rain x in your dip bucket the water beads right the fuck off of the blade <laughs> I'm 
telling you, dude. I, I knew you were coming up with the that there. Like, like my common sense was like, yeah, that does make sense, you know. Like, but just the way you went into it, you let it. Oh, that was great. I could not believe it. I wasn't expecting it at all. It never crossed my mind. Oh, it makes sense, dude. Because uh, sometimes I, uh, oh boy, lost the bus. Lost the voice. It's because sometimes I'll. Uh, I'll oil knives or whatever, like I'm doing, uh, if I'm doing etching and all that stuff, you know, I, I play around with oils and then I dip my blade in there as well too, in my right. bucket. So it could be oily and it could be acidy with ferric on it. It could be, you know, and I'm always dipping my blades no matter what I'm doing mm-hmm. just to rinse them off or whatever, you know, in my water bucket. And eventually my water and oils, get mixed together or whatever not necessarily mixed together but same thing happens to me when i start pulling out blades at one point sometimes yeah i notice shit beads off my blades because there's oil in my water it's like when i use a scotch bright belt i load the belt up with wd-40 yeah same thing and when you dip it in there the water just rolls right off yep rain x dude same shit well that must be why though now that makes more sense to me why my water bucket does that is because my water bucket's under my grinder and when I cake my belt with WD-40, it's uh, running. It's throwing it right in there. All, right in there. All yeah. the okay, now I just solved that mystery. Yeah. I thought it was from, like, when I was just, you know, randomly oiling a blade and then just, you know, I'll fuck out here, re-etch it, and then just clean it off in the bucket with dirty water. Well, I don't <laughs> dip my blade in my sludge tank under the grinder. I've got yeah. a five-gallon sludge bucket under there. And I did that for a while, but, man, that just hurt my back. Yeah. So I got a separate tank up on the bench. And it's a it's a bucket. I think that, quite a few people do that. Have a bucket up on the bench and then have their sludge bucket underneath the grinder. Yeah, it's it's a five gallon bucket of, or a five pound bucket of cheese balls. Cheese balls. Cheese balls. God damn it, Kitty! <laughs> I want <laughs> cheese balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that works good. And that's the first good thick plastic bucket that I found where I can dip like a nine inch knife and not have to like splash water up onto the heel you know what i mean it's, it, the whole yeah, thing yeah. will submerge yeah the bigger ones the barrels of fucking cheesy poofs oh yeah that's how we roll yeah. hell yeah love some cheese poofs. i had a cheesy poof and i don't know how long dude i like cheese i like uh cheetos but i like those like bootleg brand okay yeah. like, what is it toms or something like that or i don't know what, I, whatever the cheapest ass cheetos that you can find there's more cheese on those <laughs> I don't know. It seems that way with all tater chips and stuff. Like, you buy some barbecue chips. You know, if you get, like, some Ruffles, they're lightly barbecued. But if you get, like, Uncle Ray's, this little bootleg gas station brand. I remember those. Like, taking a shot of sauce with every chip. Yep. Yeah. Now that you think about it. Yeah. I'm looking around. (laughs) I'm looking around everywhere. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to set everything up in here because I technically don't have, I have a living room, but I don't have a living room. You just don't use it as a living room? Yeah, and there's no furniture in it. It's just empty. Ah, nice. I I don't own a couch or a chair. I don't have a TV. I I don't need any of that. I need a place to sleep and a place to shit, shower, and shave. That's it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and to eat, but I don't even have a kitchen table, so... (laughs) You know, I say like, I'm a minimalist kind of person, but yeah, I'm looking at my living room right now and I'm thinking like, I want to set everything up, you know, for the podcasting and all that shit, you know, make it look more 
comfortable yeah. and cozy in my ways and, you know, hang up a few skulls and I got my laser printer coming in too. So, I mean, your refrigerator looks nice behind you. Yeah. Refrigerator is pretty cool, but it's empty. I, I used to see your <laughs> stove behind you when you were, when you were at your kitchen table. Yeah, when I had a kitchen table, but <laughs> <laughs> that was on lease. No, no, it wasn't a lease. It was because uh, my old man does. Uh, he uh, he used to do all those craft fairs and all those uh, Christmas fucking places there, craft fairs yeah. and everything. You know, the make rustic furniture, like cabinets and tables and all that. And he makes kitchen tables like farm style kitchen tables. You know. I gotta ask you a question. I feel like I've asked it before, but I can't remember the answer. So I'm thinking I was gonna ask it and forgot. What I've noticed a school bus in your yard from yeah. several of the pictures of the snow and stuff that you sent me. What's up with the school bus? That's where I sleep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, uh, that's. Uh, I think I've mentioned to you before. I showed you. You know, obviously, people here don't see any of this, and we talk other than on the podcast. Right. Uh, we own properties. We have three properties in a row. Yeah. And we have rentals. And I have one of these rentals. And this is the property where I was pretty much raised on my whole life, you know, from the age of seven and up. Right. Uh, not the drink, but yeah, seven years old and up. But uh, so, uh, like I said, when I ditched the house with the ex-fiance and all that, what, six, seven years ago, I kind of came back here for a while and then moved in with another chick and then that didn't work out and then came back home. Well, not home, but came back to this apartment because it's a, one of the apartments that we don't really rent out. It was made for my little brother when he went through a heart surgery. He was out of work for a year. So uh, he had no income, no nothing. And uh, we uh, took the basement at my parents' house. They already had my old bedroom in there, you know, and a bathroom down there. Right. We just completely finished it into an apartment. So my little brother, you know, to accommodate my little brother then. And uh, after he left there, this place was just empty. So like I said, eventually when I, in the ex-fiance broke up and I left the house to her and all that, I just came here. Like I said, furniture and everything. Ever since that day, I've had nothing in here but my bed, my clothes, my fridge, washer, dryer. That's it. I don't need more than that either, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, the, the come back to the school bus. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. I thought we were, I thought we were doing like another one of those build up the anticipation <laughs> thing. But yeah, no. I'm sitting here uh, thinking like, did he forget about the bus already? Yeah, I, I, technically, I had forgotten about the bus. Yeah, I looked at your shirt and I was like, "Fuck school bus!" <laughs> right, <laughs> shirt's yellow. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, the school bus is my old man. My old man drives a school bus. Oh, okay. Been, like 33 34 years now when i saw the school bus in the yard the first thing that popped in my head and you describing the way you're living like you know don't need much yeah i had this vision that you had taken an old school bus and converted it like into a camper it's in my plans that's a big thing down here you know what i mean yeah, i know and it's a, it's becoming a bigger thing here in canada too like a lot of people are uh <laughs> you missed the mute <laughs> You sounded like a cat with a hairball. <laughs> You're still on mute. Oh, I think you fucked it up. No, nope. how about now? Oh, there you hey, go. I'm back. So I missed the mute on the cough and then muted myself after. Good yeah, job. It sounded like a cat with a hairball. My bad, guys. <laughs> I was looking for that mute button, but well, yeah, the, the school bus conversion is something that. Uh, 
that I've been all about for a while. And especially this, like, like at the beginning of, well, yeah, spring, this year's spring, I'd kind of met this chick who had had a van that she converted into. And then she sold that and she bought something more adequate to be livable in, you know, it actually had a shower and the toilet in the shower, you know, it's something, I think it was a, it was an old Ford van. It's like an 82 or something like, I can't remember. But anyways, it's a company that would buy the front end of Ford cube vans and then, you know, make the ass end theirs with a camper on it or whatever. Right. right, right. But this was all fiberglass fucking shell and all that. And, uh, I helped her out with that, get that thing all set up because she had gutted it when she, when it, when she bought it, it was gutted. So, uh, we hooked that all up and we took off a few times with that this summer. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know why I've been waiting this long, but that's my near, near future plans is to get something like that going. But I want to make it not necessarily a big bus like my old man's and not a short, short bus, but there's like another bus in between. Right. I would like one of those and I would have like a mobile shop in there as well too. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be, yeah, super cool. be like a traveling blacksmith, bladesmith, whatever. Yeah. Hell, you could do like traveling sharpening services, stuff like that. That too, yeah. There's all kinds of shit you could do, and I, dude, I there's this guy I seen on uh, YouTube. Uh, he's actually a traveling black and bladesmith. Like he literally goes around living out of his car. He's got a little. Uh, he's got like a Subaru Forester or whatever, and he's got like a little enclosed trailer in the back of there with his tools and his little shop set up in there. And he's got his forge and everything else, and he you know picks up hardenable steels from random places and junkyards along his travels and he makes blades out of those and he's roadside shop and he's selling knives off the side of the road to fund his travels nice yeah that's a, that's yeah. a hell of a way to live yeah and when when i saw that this is when like i first started making knives and i was like goals that would be so cool hell yeah dude your face looks so weird right now I know the lighting sucks in here. Yeah, like I can see the top of each cheekbone. It's so funny. There we go. There's pickle. <laughs> oh, I forget camera, you can see uh, you too. My, uh, camera on the laptop probably sucks more than any other camera too. So it's not bad. I can tell who you are for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So what do you got going on there besides shop hacks? Oh man, just trying to get some shit done. Yeah, I did pretty good today. I got nine blades heat treated. Eight out of nine survived. I was going to say how many survived. Eight out of nine. So that's good. That's real good. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why those two cracks. It's not like it was hand forged. There's no cold shots. There's no, you know what I'm saying? And it was like a perfect circle. You know what I mean? And the only thing I'm thinking is that edge quench might have been too hot. You know, like your steel might have been too hot is maybe why those two cracks appeared on your steel. I don't know. I, I don't think so. The grain looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, the grain yeah. wasn't blown out like it was quenched hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. But the way it was, it was like, you know, two half circles coming towards each other with a spot in the middle that didn't crack. Yeah, I don't well, know. it's almost like it would have been the edge quench, I guess, you know, like where the the end of the non-hardened part and the stress in the material there just you know from a lighter heat into the oil and then the rest of the steel uh i don't know, I don't know. it happens sometimes you know what i mean 
Oh, it happens. It definitely happens. And I was hoping that one was going to be good, man, because I got a good looking line on it. You know what I mean? Once I went in, I was able to keep it, yeah, nice and level while I'm agitating through the oil. I got a fucking fireball like crazy because edge clench, and I still got hot steel yeah. out of the oil. Exactly. And that when, will bust. when that fireball comes up, it's hard not to just go ahead and plunge it. You know what I mean? But I dealt with it. I knew it was going to happen. I went ahead and put my welding glove on, you know. But, man, I was proud of the look of it. And then I, went I know. And, it was looking good. Yeah. I put did it, the crack, like, happen after the fact that it got quenched, or did it happen during the quench? Did you feel anything or hear anything? I didn't feel or hear anything. And, and then it, you put the blade down and started looking at it, and then it had that crack. Well, I put the blade. Where did I put the blade? I laid the blade on the fire bricks. Which is where I always lay my blades after you know they come out of the out of the quench. Yeah. Just because it's not hot, it's not cold. I don't feel like it's going to be sucking heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I laid it on the fire bricks, took them in the house and washed them. You know, just dawn dish up, get all the. My wife done told me she don't care if I temper all my blades in the oven, but wash them first because if there's oil on them, it stinks. Yeah. So it does. She's right. That's fine. I wash them. But when I was washing it, you know, using a little sponge thing in the sink, I noticed it, it caught right there. And then I looked at it, and where it cracked was just a little bit offset. It had actually misshapen, you know, on the crack. So then I held it up to the light and could see it, and was, I knew it. How know. thin was your edge before quench? 16th. 116th? Yeah. Or a hair more than 16th. It's point oh seven oh. Oh, you're plenty thick. Yeah, and no bevels whatsoever pre-ground. I mean, it was at full thickness. All the corners broken with Scotch Bright. I did only take it up to one twenty. Probably should have took it to two twenty, but you know. Uh, did you thermal cycle that yeah. blade? Yeah, three cycles and then quench. So it actually got quenched on the fourth round of heat. Yeah, which would be normal. Right, right. Like uh, them finger bangers, I I quenched it on the third. You know what I mean? They're three inches long. Yeah, it's not hard right. use. You know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. there's novelty knives and then there's knives. Right. Exactly. You know, like a blacksmith knife is considered a novelty knife in my mind. I could make you a blacksmith knife that I'd sell you three, four hundred dollars if that's what you want. But I could sell you one that'll be a hundred and twenty five dollars if you're gonna probably not use it and just want to hang there because it looks cool, you know? Yeah, it looks super cool. Yeah, but if you say you're gonna use it, you're gonna want this and that with it, do this and that, well I'm obviously gonna make it up to standards, you know. Yeah, it's it's no longer a utility. It's no longer a novelty knife. It is now a utility piece. So, some people are fine paying whatever the hell the price is. We know that some people just don't want to pay. Yeah, you no. could tell them this knife's forty dollars, and they'll say, "Oh, well, I could get it for twenty. Yeah, and tell them it's four hundred. Oh, I could get it for three hundred. This and, lady uh, sent me a picture of a pack pack Damascus knife, and. uh so like, yeah, so you were playing around with uh, etching some Damascus on your blades. I was like, etching, etching. What do you mean by etching Damascus on my blades? You know, I'm kind of playing the game. She's like, you know, well, with a, a laser thingy. And then I was like, no. I was like, this is hand forged, twenty five layers of steel, two different types of steel. There's no lasers in play here, man. And she's like, I have no clue what that is, but I would like a knife like this one here for my husband, and it's his birthday coming up, and blah blah blah. And I was like looking at the knife, I was like, all right, you obviously got that picture off of Amazon. They're asking 40 bucks for Damascus knife, and the, the leather sheath is probably worth more than the knife itself. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because, it, it, like I said, those blades, I've had one in my hands here and garbage. That's the one you broke and there was a hole in the middle, right? Where it wasn't even welded? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. There was a big void in the middle of there and fucking everything else was just garbage. It didn't look right. And uh, the handle and everything else. It's not even worth the $40 of my opinion. They wasted their time making it more than anything else. But people buy them and they swear by them. And this lady wanted me to make her one of them. And by the time I got done talking with her, I offered her to order one off of Amazon for her if she wasn't able to, if that was the case. Because there's no way I was making a Damascus knife for under $100. Because that's what her budget was. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting to pay more than $100 for a knife. It's like, uh, you don't even get a block of wood for $100. I don't touch any blade for under $200. Oh, no, I don't even go under three. My well, prices are three and up. Well, that's Canadian money, but yeah. still three well, and up. The finger bangers and, you know, mini cleaver neck knives. Finger bangers are 140. The mini cleaver neck knives are 175. Yeah. But they come with sheaths and lanyards, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all stabilized wood. It ain't no bullshit. It's just a smaller version of something cool. Oh, exactly. I could make you a $20 bottle opener, and I could make you a $200 bottle opener. You know what I'm saying? It's just... It goes the same yeah. with anything else, you know. It's depending on what you put on, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I can make a knife for fifty bucks, but you're going to have no handle, no heat yeah. treat, no high carbon steel. No, you know, I'm going to go out and sharpen a file. Yeah, and yeah, you can get that for fifty bucks. Speaking okay. of uh, people who don't know shit about Damascus and the knife world, I'm going to read a little excerpt of a poem. Actually, this poem is a text message that my good friend uh, Jason Moss from Aru Blade Works, he got this message yesterday and screenshotted it, and he felt it would be appropriate to send it to me so I'd get a good laugh. When you were showing me that yesterday, I thought he had sent that out to you, and I was like, what the fuck? How, what, 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 why is Jason being such a douche all of a sudden? <laughs> you thought I was being the dick? He was bashing you, man. No, I guess I was that high last night. Sorry, folks. No, this is one of his customers, or I guess potential, a potential customer yeah, yeah, yeah. that reached out to him. So he asked him, is this made by fire? And Jason said, if you mean is it forged, it was heat treated in a forged, but it's made by stock removal. So he's being very honest and upfront about his process right off the bat. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, the guy thought that it was a art piece or a prop knife. And Jason said, no, it is a fully functional knife, has a great edge, and cuts very well. Now, this fucktard's response. <laughs> now, I'm going to read this word for word because I can picture some fat kid, like, covered in Cheeto dust, playing <laughs> Minecraft, texting him. Dragons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he said, it will never have the same strength or be sharp like one made in fire with a hammer. The steel has to be folded to have strength. You are removing metal, so that makes it weaker. It will bend or break, but folded, it can cut other knives in half. Look it up. This is how all the knives in Japan are made. Not an easy way to be pretty, but strong and sharp and last forever. (laughs) So this dude's a complete idiot. Yeah. I had to read it twice. I did too yesterday when you sent it (laughs) over. What the fuck's he talking about? Yeah. I could not believe it. So the moral of the story is, boys and girls, if you're not sure about what you're talking about, shut the fuck up. Yeah, and don't try to tell us that we don't know how to make knives. Yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, telling 
a Wall Street guy what stocks to buy this week. I'm yeah. not telling him. I don't fucking know. I'm not going to pretend like I do. Nope. But fuck, I got money in crypto coins there, and I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing with that. I ain't going to give advice on that. You know? Dude, every stock I own is like oh, super yeah, right tanking now, right now. From what I've been seeing, Holy uh, shit. you know, I'm just breaking even right now, but I don't have that much into it. So yeah. I'm just putting it there and going to wait a year or two and then maybe have more than what I put in there. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah, it's like I'm not looking to make a quick buck with it. I'm just looking to, if I could make five or ten grand out of it within two years or so, you know, with just money sitting there and putting it in a few places, not getting crazy with it, you know. I've seen one of my friends potentially, like, lose a lot of good money because he did bad moves. Yeah. You know, he could have potentially made some good money when shit started crashing and either didn't buy or sold with the fear of losing out and then ended up missing out on thousands of dollars. Yeah. When you I know? first got into stock trading, I didn't have a whole bunch of money to lose. Yeah. They always say, you know, if you're going to put this in the market, you have to be willing to throw it in the trash. Yep. You know, and so I, I took that to heart. So I got this thing in my head, like, I want to be a, a stock trader. You know what I mean? I want to own stocks. But I didn't want to go buying expensive stocks. So I found all these little, you know, 60 cents per share, you know, dollar yeah. twelve per share. And I'd buy 20 or 30 shares of whatever that was, you know, cheap stuff. Most of them have stayed right around the same because they're cheap stocks. You know, they're going to stay cheap. There's one I bought 25 shares of. I bought it at, I think, 67 cents a share or something like that. And now it's at like four bucks a share. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's real good. Yeah. It's not, you know, baller money, but it's, no, it's, it's made so a few funny. bucks. Dude, I bought $10 of a uh, Shibu coin and, uh, that gives me 190,000 points. Right. For $10. And where it sits right now, it's at 0.000047 cents. Is it 47 again? Yeah. So, and they're talking about that going up 600 times. And I did the quick math earlier. And if that goes up to, I think it's 600 times would bring it to two cents per share. That gives me almost $6,000 with my $10. If that goes up 600 times, six, uh, 600 X. Yeah. So, so if that goes up, you know, I'm not making, I'm not getting rich, but I took $10 and I made almost six grand with it. Well, on the Shibu US, I have 571,353.08, whole bunch of numbers. That's yeah. the number of shares I have. I put 30 bucks into it. Yeah. And I bought it at 00005206. Right now, it's all them zeros, 3526. Yeah. So I'm down 32.26% right now. Yeah. Pretty much but, everybody's down right yeah. now. But if it goes to, uh, shit. I did the math when I first bought this. And if it went to one penny, I was going to be up five grand. Yeah. So if it goes up two pennies, I'm going to be up 10 grand. Yeah, no. And one of my friends, dude, he's got 30 million of those points. I got, yeah. I know a few guys like that. And if that goes up, he's making like $895,000 or whatever. Yeah. But, but you it, know, off of whatever he put into it when he bought it at that point, you know? If your friend that's got that many is anything like my friend that's got that many, he probably has plenty of money already, and yeah. he'll he'll just take whatever money he makes and invest it in something else. 
Well, that's the thing he does. He plays around with it a lot there, and uh, he's got a good paying job too. Right. So, you know, and his house is clear to him. He got his house handed down to him by his grandmother when she moved into a home. She literally raised him, so she left him the house. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's got, like, no house bill. Uh, He got his father passed away as well too, so he got, like, a lot of money from there. So, like, everything's paid off for this guy. So uh, right now he won't even have to work technically, but he still does. Does got like a few mental issues, if you want to say nothing bad, but just couldn't be the type of guy to sit around and do nothing with his life. You know, he needs to work. Yeah, find off of things. And uh, so yeah, anyways, he's uh, he's like I said, he knows how to make money with it. Well, that's good, man. The my buddy that's got. Uh all the stocks and all that kind of stuff. He's uh, he's actually the one that's taught me a lot about all the business stuff I've learned over the past couple of years. And uh, he's the one that told me about the Shibu and all this kind of stuff. So I'm hoping I can learn something about it. And obviously I don't think I'm going to get rich on it, but you know, if I can make a couple dollars, maybe if I can even make a few dollars to reinvest in something else, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But, and it's like, I told my friend earlier too, when we were talking about that today, yeah. Uh, I told him, even if I do bring it up to $6,000, you know, it does come up to two cents. I'm not going to sell everything in cash out completely. Right. I'm going to keep half of that there probably, you know, and take that 2500 and bank it in the, the, the banking section of crypto coins or whatever there where your money stays your money and it doesn't vary with the market. So, right. so I'm going to, you know, drop it off there and wait till something else happens or whatever. If I could make 10 grand, I'll make, you know, that'll be my deposit on my lot of land. Yeah, that's the same thing we've thought of was, you know, don't don't take it all out. No, Just because no. it grows to two doesn't mean it won't grow to five. You know what I mean? Exactly. But you exactly. would want to pull something out in case it tanks back. Yeah, one of my friends did that, dude, and he pulled everything out, and if he would have kept it there, he could have made twice as much money as he had made. Yeah. My friend woke up the other morning. Uh, was it Cardona or was it the crow? I think it was the crypto. Or Cardone. I don't know which one it was. Anyways, he went to bed one night and had $700 worth of that coin. I think it was the crypto and uh, the crow. And uh, the next morning, he had $5,000. So he, you know, he did his things and whatever and didn't take everything out and got the card, whatever that you need $5,000 to get for that pays all your Netflix and this and that and everything else. And so that's what he did with that $5,000, you know, and he had been working on, you know, that was his objective. So when he woke up that morning and it was at $5,000, he's like, whoop, there you go. Yeah. Time to cash out now for sure. And he went and got his card and everything else. And so I just took a bunch of money and like right now I took my crow and I uh, stacked those in the, the supercharger for ETH. You know, I just got to leave my money there for a couple months, which I plan on doing nothing with. And they're going to give me a percentage at the end of the run. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not even following most of what I'm saying. I have no clue what you're saying. (laughs) They're just little, little add ons on the the app that you could make extra coin with. Yeah. So the crypto.com app itself, you know, like when you open that up, uh, that's the wrong password, asshole. Well, while you figured that out, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to talk about Phoenix Abrasives. 
They are your one-stop shop for all of your abrasives needs, and you can find them online at www.phoenixabrasives.com forward slash shop. They also now carry the incinerator belts from Broadbeck. So that's our other sponsor. Man, we can just, like, we can start rolling these together, huh? I do that with weed and ash. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Sorry. (laughs) Now, check out uh, Phoenix Abrasives for all your... You know, abrasives, not just belts, but they sell flap discs. They sell anything that has a sandpaper-like surface. They got it, and they can hook you up. And uh, if you do buy a belt, you're going to need something to strap that some bitch to. So get yourself a Broadbeck Ironworks 2 72 professional belt grinder. And uh, you can find them at broadbeckironworks.com all over the interwebs. And they are uh, they're also on Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff, but their their website is very efficient, very easy to use, and it's uh, you're not going to struggle trying to find a price. Everything's clearly labeled, so if you're interested in something, just go on there and click through the links, and easy to tell what you got and what you want and what you're going to pay for it. And do we still have the promo code going? Or we do, we do, we do. Yeah, so yeah, for Black Friday there, but uh... yeah, the promo code for Broadbeck is just the word hustle. And that's going to get you, you have to buy a full grinder kit, which if you're buying a grinder, you're going to get the grinder kit. But that automatically upgrades you to the Mareco Platin, which is the extra deep platen, and it's got a four-inch contact wheel on the bottom. And it's got an extra deep, I guess a deep dish behind it where you can work all the way around the platen without hitting the frame when you get around to that uh, that driver's side. Yeah, there's always something in the way. Yeah. You get around towards that tool arm, and, you know, you're trying to work something tight, and doink, tango's hitting into the damn tool arm, and use that promo code HUSTLE. You ain't got to worry about that. And if you're ordering your belt, use that promo code HUSTLE10 for 10% off of your entire purchase at Phoenix Abrasives. Do it now. And if you like pickles, we'll have a pickle. <laughs> Mount Olive is my preferred pickle brand. Yeah, they are. You can't go wrong with Mount Olive. Like, even a Vlasic has been around forever. I'm not a Vlasic fan. Uh, there's too much variety. Like, I'm all about variety and diversity, but not when it comes to pickles. I like plain old regular dill pickles. Exactly. The big, juicy, deli dill pickles. Yes, sir. We keep a jar of pickles in the fridge. Now, I'm talking the... Yeah, the gallon jugs of fucking... Yes. <laughs> they last... If the kids aren't there, they'll last me two weeks, maybe. Yeah. There's a shitload of pickles in that jar. Oh, but yeah. If they happen to see the pickle jar, you know, it's a week tops because they'll eat a ton. I, I used to be saying, like, I don't eat them as much now. I still eat some and I'll buy some or whatever, but like I could sit there and eat a jar of pickles in one day, you know, no problem. There's literally nothing to them. And when I was doing all the, the bodybuilding shit and all that and following strict diets and all that, I was living off of pickles because there's nothing in pickles. You know, there's literally nothing in there, and it's full of electrolytes. There's no calories. There's no carbs. There's and it's full of vinegar, which is full of electrolytes. Yeah. So you know, you're hydrating and everything else, and kind of like whatever. And they're good for hangovers too. Dude, I just had a thought. Pickle so, juice on your hangover? I'll cure it. It'll help. Me. It'll help for sure. A pickleback does better. That's a shot of moonshine with a with a shot of pickle juice behind it. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> but dude, you got to try this. So when you etch your blades, you're using yeah, a saltwater well, solution, I right? About it. 
I thought about it. I think I know where you're going. You got to at least try it. Yeah. Pickle juice. Yeah, even if just on a scrap piece, just to see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's been, it would be hilarious. Seriously, like that would make it even, like I would charge $100 more if I start etching my knives. <laughs> just because nobody does it. <laughs> no, nobody's, but watch out. I got a gallon jug at home. I might oh, go dude, experiment. Still, still, it wouldn't be authentic because it's not a pickle cutter. It's it wouldn't a, be a dude named Pickle. Exactly. Pickle yeah, it, doesn't fit, it doesn't fit the storyline. Pickle engine, a pickle cutter with pickle juice. Yeah. No, I seriously was supposed to do that on one knife for a friend, and uh, and then I just never did it. <laughs> I was gonna, but didn't. Yeah, the idea was good, but the, the, the process of the idea never went through, so it's just something that I could maybe attempt someday. Yeah, I got to go. I'm actually going to be etching some blades tonight. I've got 11 of them to etch when I get home. Well, why don't you try one and let me know? I would think you'd probably have to heat up the juice, though, a bit. You would think kinda so. Like, yeah, kind of like you got to warm up your vinegar. But the thing that kind of steered me away from trying is everything else in there will it etch anyways. You know, because you don't you don't hear anybody say, you know, oh, wipe up that pickle juice. It's going to eat through my steel or, you know. <laughs> you know so. Yeah, but they don't have the electric process either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what are you using? Are you using vinegar for etching? Yeah, you're talking my logo, or are you right. talking? No, like, your logo. Oh, okay. Were we talking logo from the beginning? I was. Oh no, I was talking like etching, like ferric etching, like acid etching. Oh, oh, I was talking about etching your logo because you were talking oh. about electrolytes. Yeah, no, but electrolytes are uh, nothing to do with electricity, really. Well, I know, but the electrolyte <laughs> solution is what they sell. I don't buy this shit. Excuse me. Yeah, you missed your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. But, I wonder if it's just the name of their solution, like Electrolyte. I maybe. wonder if it has anything to do with electrolytes whatsoever. I but, use uh, plain-ass uh, water and salt. Salt water. Yeah, just table salt with bottled water. Nothing fancy. I use tap water and salt and uh, my etching machine. That's it. I used to make sure my water was warm and all that kind of stuff, and you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I don't feel with none of that no more. But in that case, I'm pretty sure that pickle juice would work on etching a logo with electro etching because there is salt in there. Yeah, because it's full of sodium. Yeah. Which is salt. Yeah, so I'm sure pickle juice would work for an etching solution, like that logo etching. Ah, I get two birds with one stone. I get my logo with fucking pickle juice and acid etch my blade with pickle juice. So you etch your logo with pickle juice, right? And then when you're done, instead of just tossing your solution out in the yard and throwing your cup away, take it like a shot. Oh, yeah. I definitely would. All burned up ass metal dust in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. But, uh, no, then that, and the knife that I'm going to make, and that method is going to be called the real deal. The real deal. There <laughs> you go. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is, kind of. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, Lando. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I was listening to the, the four-side chat the other day. He was on a roll, man. I tell you what. I know. 
He's that way, though. You talk to him on the reg, like, say if you talk to him every day, he's that way even just talking to him, like, outside of the podcast. Just, oh, I believe it for sure. Yeah. He's uh, quite the character. Yeah, we need to get him on here eventually. Yeah. Did you listen to the the Work For It podcast today? I did, yeah. Yeah, I heard your name on there. Yeah, it was pretty neat, man. I yeah, t- yeah. takes it all. Uh, getting you up on that shit there. Yeah, I actually talked to B. Cone on the drive here. Because he's he's going to be using this same roadcast board that I've got here in the studio. Okay. So we were just talking about you know how it works and all that stuff because I've gotten pretty familiar with this over the past nine or ten months. You know, when I first started doing this, I had to make sure someone was at the studio. You know, that could kind of get me set up before I started. That was checking the sound levels and yeah, yeah, make sure everything was okay. Yeah, I think the first time you were on with us, we had somebody in here double checking the sound levels and setting my board up for me well now it's from start to finish nobody touches any of this crap but me i got a key to the studio i come in here record you know and just do it whenever we're gonna do it and i publish it i post it i adjust the levels and i think it comes out good so i pretty much just reached out to let him know if he needs any help you know what's that called again that board sound it's a roadcast pro roadcast pro or this one just says road but on the screen, it says Roadcast Pro. Hell, I don't know. Like Road. R-O-D-E. Oh, R-O-D-E. Roadcaster Pro. What? Yeah, about 700 bucks, right? Yeah, like 800 Canadian. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Please. So Brandon built this studio, obviously, as an investment. You know what I mean? To have other shows come in here and record, and he can make some money from studio time. Yep. Which I'm hooking him up with. And we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, he bought all this equipment top of the line because he had an idea that he wanted to do a podcast. And he's got four different podcast names registered. He'll have one click in his head. Oh, shit. So he'll go on there real quick and, and register the name just so no one else can use it. But he hasn't done it or put out a single episode of anything yet. He just ain't got the time for it. But speaking of paying for this studio time, we talked about it last week. We set up a Patreon, and uh, that's where y'all can go and support us for as little as $1 a month. And uh, we've got five people that have jumped on to help us out. Five people, man. That's good. Yeah, that's good. we got Brigham Kendale, Jason nice. Moss at Aru, KnifeMaterial.at, Donnie Dulovich, and Ryan Coakley. And uh, Ryan Coakley, that's, that's our homie, Ryan Chadbourne. It took me yeah. a minute to put that together. But, uh, yeah, man, we appreciate all of y'all so damn much. It just, even if it's $1 or 12 cents, you know, or $2, whatever, just the fact that you took a minute to go onto that website and link your bank account to something that helps us out, just the thought of it means a ton. Yeah. And we do appreciate it. So what are you, what are you doing, Pickle? You Googling something right in the middle of a podcast. We're live here. I'm looking. No, I'm looking. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at you, porn. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. No, I was. Um, I had sold a knife uh, to one of my friends' girlfriend for her job where she works, and she's a graphic designer there. So uh, I had her, you know, get something going for a uh, for a card to 
give with the gift that they're going to be handing, which is one of my steak knives. And they had a sheath made for it as well, too, and all that by another local guy. So they, they did all their gifting local this year. And uh, so anyways, I asked her to make me up a card for the care and so the description of the knife and all that. And I was looking at that, and you should see, It's just great because she knows me so well that everything is just badass. It doesn't look just like a regular card. It's, you know, the, 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 the fonts are there. Uh, the instructions in back of the card, like the no dishwasher, hand wash only, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's little knives next to them, like a little cleaver and a little chef knife and whatever. Well, ain't that cute. Yeah. Guys, yeah. if y'all want to see a picture of uh, Pickle's business card, all you got to do is sign up for the Patreon, and there's a an exclusive members club on there, and we will post a picture of Pickle's card. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We're not going to sit here and do this bullshit begging for money every month, every week. It took all I had in my heart to even hit, hit publish on that page. But again, we are going to shout you out and tell you we thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, she had my phone number down wrong. But no, it looks pretty cool. Like the background is all black, and then there's barbed wire, like in the background. And then there's pickle cutters, like PK. And then, like, the top of that is white, and the black, the bottom of it is white, too. And then it says type, the type of knife, the steel type underneath, and then the handle material. And then the backside is all black, and it has the uh, knife care and pickle cutter green. And then it has the black with the barbed wire in back as well, too. But then it has the, probably won't see it. But. Yeah, I can kind of see. You'll have to send me a picture later. Uh, Kind of see the you see how there's a little cleaver next to the instructions and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. <laughs> all right, man, we've been going right at an hour now. So, you got anything else you want to bring up, talk about, get to on this fine episode? No, I think I'm good, dude. Besides uh, working on a batch of folders, everybody, <clears throat> you'll see those in the probably by the time this comes out, some of them will be out on my page already. Uh, I'm pushing on getting at least two done real quick before those have to leave in the post office nightmares. Who <laughs> seriously, everything is out of whack. Like out of everything I got coming in from everywhere else except for here in the world, uh, I can't even get a straight tracking answer on anything. It just says, yeah, your item's in transit, but might not get there on time. Dude, <laughs> I got that notification on my Ninja Turtle set. Oh, I know. And I think it's just an automated notification they're putting out right now because you look at Amazon and usually like if you got Amazon Prime, it gives you your uh, quickest delivery date that you'll get it. And now everything is just set up to be as of where it's like December 23rd. Well, no, mine went out Monday and I paid for priority shipping, which was two day shipping. And uh, and we're back. We had to do a slight little pause there because Pickle had a little uh a little fly in his shop might have been a bee, but I thought he had a full blown snake in his boot the way he started jumping around. It was Puff the Dragon. Yeah. But anyway, uh so I paid for priority shipping, which was two to four days tops with tracking. And this is by far the most expensive package I've ever shipped in my life. It's only four knives, but I paid the money to insure it. Just because if something, God forbid, was to happen. There is not another set of scales out there like those. You know what I mean? They do not exist. They would have to be rebuilt from scratch by Sharky. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And 
I just I couldn't let myself send it out without the insurance. And holy balls, that much insurance is a lot of money. But anyway, um, so I sent it Monday, and I was expecting two to four days. I've sent knives to this same guy several times before, and it's usually closer to two than four. But I texted him yesterday. I was like, hey, man, the mail come yet? He said, no, I haven't got anything yet. Let me check the tracking. And now it's saying it's supposed to come uh, tomorrow. Or no, he said Saturday. Saturday afternoon is when it's supposed to come. I said, well, Saturday's my birthday, so I want a, a good news text when you get that thing telling me that they made it safe. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hope so. I said, if they but, uh, come, if they show up broken, don't call me till Sunday. It's my birthday. I don't want to. I, I ain't having all that. No, uh, it's uh, it's 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 frustrating, dude. Seriously, like, because I pay for a Prime membership, obviously, you know. And when I ordered my laser printer, I had the date that I was going to get it, you know, was my two day date. And they had input that automated, you know, December 23rd date that everything has right now. So, you know, I'm figuring, okay, I, I'm good. I saved that rush. You know, I'll get my laser printer. This was on December 1st and it just left Mississauga, Ontario yesterday, last night on December 8th. So it yeah. took a week for it just to be processed through Amazon to get it out the door. Right. But if so, you take so into it's account. not necessarily the post offices either. Like in your case, yeah, with the knives. But in some cases, you know, shit like that is Amazon's end and then Post Canada on top of that. Yeah. Uh, where we order our weed. Uh, order weed online. We, yeah, cheapbud.ca. Anyways, uh, that's not a sponsor, people. But uh, no, no, seriously, like, there's killer deals. Like, anyways. Uh, All right, everybody American, don't go trying to order some weed. That yeah, shit, no, you'll, you'll get busted. You end way. up in the damn slammer down here. Yeah, but uh, fucking uh, they're tracking. We ordered a bunch the other day, and their tracking seemed weird off the bat. You know, it was going through a route that or we'd never seen on the tracking for these items that we order through this website. So, uh, you know, we're looking at it again today, and then I was like, what the fuck? Package turned around halfway here. Literally, package turned around halfway here, and now is back in Richmond, B.C., on a plane to come back here. Hmm. Yeah, it was in a truck. They realized that they had a package missing for an airplane. Had the truck fucking take that package, put it on another truck back to the airport as it was halfway here. And you're thinking, no, I would have met you halfway. Yeah, it would have been a like, <laughs> 12-hour drive, maybe. But, yeah, but no. Anyways, it just made no sense. You know, like, everything's just so whacked up right now with shipping. Well, the state of the whole world, you know what I mean, as far as all the coronavirus horseshit and the lack of workers in every field around the world, you know what I mean? And it's Christmas time. It's just shipping anything right now is going to suck. Yep. And uh, you know what, though? If you want something in three days, just order something from PR Maker because he'll get it to you from Turkey to Canada in less than three days. He, he's got to be involved with the mafia somehow. Dude, I don't know how he does it. Seriously. Like, yeah. Lawrence, it takes three days for me to get my stuff from Nova Scotia to here. I think it's just where I'm located. It kind of screws with things with the hubs and all that because. Like, Lawrence is in Kentville, Nova Scotia. I'm up here in New Brunswick, okay? Well, it takes three days for me to get my orders from Lawrence, which is 
a nine hour drive from here. But Buddy in Ontario got his shit in two days, which is 12 hours past me. So that's like 22 hours away. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gets the shit before I get it. <laughs> I don't, I, I think it has, you know, to do with, because a lot of shit, like say if I order something past me going towards Quebec, well, when it comes into New Brunswick, it goes all the way down to the Moncton hub because we have no hub central here. So it goes right past Edmonston, the city, the closest city to where I live, 20 minutes out. So it drives right through Edmonston down to Moncton only to get turned around and sent back up to Edmonston. It's like an extra eight-hour ride right there that it's taken because it's like four hours to get to Moncton. Yeah, but you got your stencils going to Maine. So. They should be here. Those stencils should have been here by now. Oh, for I mean, sure. I'm telling you, they're not coming. They're not coming. Well, he's going to take care of you. I tell you I what, you. there's been like 10, over 10 people who've ordered stencils. And they all got them except for me. Everybody got them. And you of all people, because I pickle, I like you. Yeah, and If it had been anybody else. Canada, and they got them. If it had been anybody else that didn't get their stencils by now, I'd be like, dude, I don't work for the fucking post office. Why do you keep hollering at me? Y'all, Pickle's been hollering at me about these damn stencils for two years. Or two days, two years. I'm just annoyed at the fact that (laughs) they're not coming. They're coming. Maybe not that batch, but they'll be there. Everything's not coming. You know, my other stencils didn't show up, and that's been a fucking month. You know, so it's just, it gets aggravating. Oh, I know, I know. I went through the same thing with the grinder. And like I said, it's, you know, he sent, if I would have known that buddy, other buddy who's in Canada that got stencils from your guy, had his ship to Canada and got them before me and me thinking being a smart guy, save him a few bucks on shipping and save time on getting my stuff. I'll have it shipped to Maine. It'll be quicker and cheaper. It's like 30 bucks shipping. Yeah, I know to Canada, but, yeah. but he got his ship before I did. <laughs> and he's all the way out way further than I am. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Cause, uh, yeah, cause I'm getting offended. Yeah. It, <laughs> P- Pickle has been triggered. And yes, I have. I'm still going to hear about these stencils. He's going to be texting me till 11 o'clock tonight again about these damn stencils. Still no fucking update on my tracking. <laughs> <laughs> it's been four days since there's been an update on the tracking on that. Yeah. It's just, like I said, from Atlanta, Georgia, on December 3rd, six days later, it's still nowhere to be seen. You know, it should have made its way up to Maine. Yeah. Long it should have been here Monday. Oh, I know what you mean for sure. Yeah. And I'm actually I gotta I gotta talk to him when I leave here tonight. I gotta go. He's doing some other stuff for me, and uh, I gotta go meet up with him. He's doing uh, with his laser laser engraver. He does all kinds of shit. Yeah. So uh, I'm having some Christmas ornaments made for my parents. Just some off the wall shit that we thought about while I was up there with him this morning, hanging out. So cool. You should have. Uh, you should make yourself uh, since you already have a pickle cutter stencil. I mean, not stencil, but decal. You should have a uh, pickle cutter Christmas tree ornament made. You'll have like a little pickle design with a PK in it. Hang it in your tree. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um, I'll well, tell you the what, pickle in a tree is actually a, a German tradition. You clear it with Miss Katie, we'll hang it up. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, look it up. The pickle in a Christmas tree is actually like a traditional thing in Germany. No, we do actually have a pickle Christmas tree ornament. It's like some pickle laid back with a Santa Claus hat on it. Yeah, well, like I said, originally, you know, back way back then, there was a tradition with pickles and Germans and Christmas trees. And uh, if only you knew how many Christmas tree ornaments that I have that are pickles 
that people buy me. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, like, I've had mother-in-laws, you know, like, oh, yeah, I saw this and thought of you, and oh, yeah, and you know, that's what everybody says when I get a pickle for fucking Christmas. Because I've gotten pickles for Christmas before, plenty of them, and I've probably got about 10 of them that I could hang in a tree, but they're just in a box somewhere. They're kind of meaningless to me now because they're all from exes and ex-mother-in-law. Yeah, well, you know, you're going to get that from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's where you got to deal with it. Yeah, just got to <laughs> keep it gotta kosher. Go. Yeah, keep it kosher. <laughs> Don't right. get yourself in a pickle there. Well, let's wrap this fucker up because... Uh, yeah, you're looking at that clock like it owned you, so... Uh, we got shit today. Yeah, so do I. I got to go work on some folders. I, I, man, it's so fucking cold. I just can't get motivated to go once the sun goes down. <laughs> Dude, come for a ride up here, and I'll show you what cold is. This morning was our coldest one yet, like, as our winter season. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, this is cold. Dude. After it being, like, warm and raining for two days, and then all of a sudden ice age again. Well, we ain't seen the sunshine in shit probably at least three days. It's just that dark, off, uh, misty, dreary. Huh? I thought you were going to go off on a Johnny Cash song. You ain't seen the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which Johnny Cash one that would be. Uh, There's a Kid Rock song. No, but uh, which, one, which one is it? Is it? I ain't seen the sunshine in three damn days. Something like that. That's Kid Rock. No, but since God knows when or whatever. I don't know. I'm just, whatever. Aren't we wrapping this up? Let's wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Check out J.K. Blades and Pickle Cutters on the Instagram, Facebook, and MySpace. And we will talk to you again next week for the same old bullshit on a whole new day. Yes, sir. Till then, keep on hustling and keep on grinding. Peace out.